0: Good morning, CityGate Church and all of our online guests. Here we are in week number eight on our series on the Glorious Church. Um, I'd like you to turn, as we are at the moment, to Acts chapter 2. And we are going to read the same core passage there, which is from verse 42. It says this, And they, speaking of the disciples, the believers in Jesus Christ, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and they prayed... And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, all who were believed um, all came together. They had all things in common. They sold their possessions and goods, and they divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing every day with one accord. I love the power of unity. It's just fantastic. Um, With one accord, one heart in the temple, and they broke bread from house to house, They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart and they praised God and had favour with all the people and the Lord added to the church every day those who were being saved. I love this passage of scripture, we've read it week after week now and it's full of such exciting stuff, really, about how the church grows, how God is interested in church growth. The church is the greatest idea that God ever had. That's why Jesus came, was to build the church and to redeem mankind so we can all receive Jesus Christ as Lord and have Almighty God as our Heavenly Father. In the heart of that passage, it says this, many signs and wonders were done by the apostles Many, not the odd one here or there, many, not in extreme circumstances, many signs and wonders. Today, I want to talk about the God of miracles, signs and wonders. God loves people. Um, Obviously, this is all about the gospel. This series is really about the, the establishing of the gospel in the earth. And God loves people. And the gospel is... Good news. That's what the word means. It means that Christ came to give people some good news. And the great news that we have today is that if you give your life to Jesus Christ, you are redeemed. You're translated out of darkness into the kingdom of God. Almighty God becomes your father. Uh, Everything turns upside down. Everything turns the right way around, I should say, in a person's life. They come out of darkness and into light. They were dead and now they're alive. They were lost and now they're found. And we start to rule and reign in life in Christ Jesus. A part of the package that comes with salvation is the power of God. And so today, as we talk about this, I don't just want us to think about um, how I can receive from God, but how God has empowered the church to work signs in the earth, to heal the sick, to raise the dead. You know what? Everything that God does is to empower his family in order for us to turn the world upside down. After man sinned, everything went wrong. When Adam and Eve got it wrong, everything went wrong. Everything was plunged into curse. But Jesus Christ came to turn it all around again, to redeem mankind. And obviously around us everywhere there is, there is sickness, there's disease, there's all sorts of uh, heartache, all sorts of um, upset in the world today. There's the extremes of of sin in the world today and there's the extremes of people's experience hardly a day goes by and we don't hear you know horrendous news whether it's in our own lives or in you know the people around us or on the tv where things are going very very wrong but our God is a God of power and God has always wanted to intervene into man's situation in order to bring a turnaround we love to say our God is the God of the turnaround he came to bring healing he loves to heal people. He loves to set people free. He loves to provide for people where they're in lack or insufficiency. He loves to empower people so their lives going, you know, from just being, you know, hardship and turmoil and, and you know, a real... Um, heartache of, a, of an experience really God wants to turn that around and he does it by working signs and wonders he does it by intervening supernaturally to bring a breakthrough into somebody's life I've said this so many times and I've heard so many people say it that the gospel of course it's in the Bible the gospel is the power of God for salvation in every part of life if you take the power out of the gospel you really don't have a gospel at all so Christ came, and for three and a half years, when he reached about the age of 30, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. He did absolutely everything to set people free and to bring people into the great experience of experiencing the goodness of Almighty God and God's love for people. God's a God of compassion. God's a God of wholeness. God's a God of healing. And in the life of Jesus Christ, especially for those three and a half years, we see God's power at work, chapter after chapter in the gospels. Jesus came and everywhere he went, he released the power of the Holy Spirit to set captives free. Over in the 10th chapter of of, um, um, Matthew, we find where Christ speaks to his disciples, the 12 apostles at this time. And we're just going to read Matthew chapter 10 from verse 1. It says, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. It's just so clear in the Bible. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. And then he gives the names and then down in verse 5, and he said, it says he sent them out and he commanded them saying, he said, don't go to the way of the Gentiles. Don't enter the the, um, Samaritan city, but go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go out, I want you to preach. In this series, we've covered the power of preaching. God does everything through the power of preaching. As you go, I want you to preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's available. It's within your grasp. He said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely give, Um, He says in verse 9, provide neither gold nor silver or copper uh, for yourselves. He said, don't rely on the world system there or a bag for your journey because I'm going to provide for you is really the emphasis there. Verse 11, now any town or city you enter, inquire there who wants to receive from you, okay? And stay there until you leave. And when you go into the house, I want you to greet it. And if the household receives you. This is the emphasis here, verse 13. Let the shalom of God come upon it. We covered the covenant of peace last week about the shalom of God. It's the power of God. It's the abundance of God. It's the goodness of God. It's the new covenant of peace that we have for God to set captives free. Absolutely brilliant. And here he's saying, when you go into someone's house, I want you to bring the the, the incredible wholeness of God into that whole um, household. But if they aren't going to receive from you, then your peace is going to return to you. Um, Very powerful passage of Scripture, and it's very clear there that when Jesus sent out the 12, he didn't just send them out to just give an explanation. He didn't just send them out to, you know, to do a bit of teaching. Uh, He didn't just send them out for them to, you know, start a new religion or to get some more disciples, you know, to just hear a teaching. He said, go out and turn the world upside down. Heal the sick. He said he empowered them. He said go out in the power of the Holy Spirit and everywhere you go bring the power of God into, the, into each and every situation. If someone's sick, heal them. If someone's dead, raise them from the dead. This is pretty powerful stuff for us as we think about this today. Acts chapter 2, we find out through the hands of the apostles, incredible things were done. But as you go through the book of Acts, that increases. Why? Because God wants to set captives free everywhere through the hands of the believer Um, everywhere you find a believer, whether it's in an office complex, whether it's in a school, whether it's in your road and your next door neighbor needs a breakthrough. You know what? There's the power of God that Almighty God has made available to the church for us to turn the world upside down. I've already preached myself so happy this morning because I believe in the power of Almighty God. Okay, so let's have a look at the 14th chapter of the book of John. And um, I just want to lay some foundation before we get into, uh, you know, how are we going to do this thing? But here we are in John 14. And from verse 7, it says this, if you'd known me, you would have known my father also, Jesus said. And from now on, you know him and you've seen the father. And Philip said, Lord, will you show us the father? And that's enough for us. And Jesus said, have I been with you so long? And yet you've not known me, Philip. He who has seen me Has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? What is he saying there? I'm a clear expression of the person of the Father. We believe here in City Gate Church in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God, the Trinity. And he's saying that if you've seen it in me, you've seen it in the Father, and you've seen it in the Holy Spirit. It's absolutely unambiguous here. God is a healing God. God is a powerful God. Everything you see in the life of Jesus Christ is the heart of the Father. You see, some people think that if you see the life of Jesus, that's the nice part of the Father, or that's just the grace part of the Father, or that's just the healing part of the Father. No, you see the fullness of the Father in the life of Jesus Christ. The Bible even tells us over in Colossians, all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in the person of Jesus Christ here on earth. So if you see it in the life of Jesus, you, it's, it's evidence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you don't see it in the life of Jesus, then it's not in God. It's not in the Father, and it's not in the Holy Spirit. I can only find where Jesus goes around doing good. I can only find that the Lord Jesus Christ went around and He released the power of God. Never once did He say to somebody, I'm sorry, no, you don't deserve a breakthrough. Never once did He say to somebody, no, I want you to keep that problem because it'll teach you something. You don't find that anywhere in the Gospels, therefore, you don't find it anywhere in Almighty God. That's a strong thing to say, but there you go. That's absolutely what the Word of God teaches. So it goes on here and it says, do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words I speak to you, I don't speak on my own authority, but the father (laughs) who dwells in me is doing the works. He said, believe me that I am in the father and the father is in me. And here we go to make it really clear or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. The works I'm doing are the works of the father. Verse 12, here we go. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. That is an open door. He who believes in me. He didn't say you've got to be a special disciple or a special apostle or especially called with the gift of God upon your life. He says, anybody who believes in me. This is open to all who put their trust in Jesus Christ. He who believes in me, the works, which we know are the works of Jesus Christ, which he's just said are the works of the Father. The works that I do, he will do also. Who will do? The believer, the one who believes. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son, and I'll say it like this, be glorified in the Son through the church as we do the works of God, as we ask the Father to show himself strong, all sorts of things in there. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I will do it. That is the promise of God to you and I today. If we believe in Jesus Christ, He said, greater works will you do. Greater works. Greater works than how he spoke to the wind and the waves. Greater works than healing the lepers and and just everything he did. Greater works. Why? Because in just a short space of time, the Lord Jesus Christ was going to the cross where he would absolutely annihilate the devil and his works. He would redeem mankind from the curse of the law. He would pay the price for sin, for sickness, for depression, for oppression, for rejection, for abuse of every kind. Jesus Christ would hang on the cross in order to set every captive free. How do we connect with that? By putting our faith in Jesus Christ, by receiving him as Lord. But the fact is something happened on the cross that absolutely dealt the death blow to the devil and his works. Yes, he's still around. We understand that, but he's a defeated foe. Today, there is authority in the name of Jesus Christ over all the works of the enemy. There's power in the blood of Jesus over all the works of the enemy and God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword and it both cuts into our situation and our hearts, but it's also something to be released into each and every circumstance to see Jesus Christ glorified as he works signs and Uh, incredible acts of power in the world today. As I say, I've already preached myself completely happy. I believe in the power of Almighty God. Greater works. I don't know, do you take that personally, that Almighty God is saying to you and to me that we can do greater works? Do you read the Gospels and think, oh, I I won't ever be able to do that. Or does it stir something on the inside of you and say, you know what, this isn't a competition, but if Jesus said I can do greater things, then in the name of Jesus, that's what I'm going to believe for. Today, I want to stir faith to work the works of Almighty God, to work the greater works than we even read in the Gospels. I believe all things are possible with our God, and I believe all things are possible to he who believes. And today I want to stir faith. I want to, I want to enlarge our expectation. I want to fan into flame some passion and some expectation for this church, for our lives individually and corporately to be a church of power. Where God shows himself strong with his works because he loves people and he wants to set people free. In the end of the Gospels, where we read the Great Commission, the very last thing that we read of the Lord Jesus saying before he was um, ascended up to the right hand of the Father, is that incredible Great Commission. And he says this, he says, go into all the world and preach the Gospel. Sounds a little bit like what he said to the 12 disciples in Matthew 10. But he was speaking to all believers. Anybody who gathered would have heard the same thing. It wasn't just the 12. He said... Go into all the world and preach the good news to every creature. He said those who believe are going to be saved. They need to be baptized. And then he said this, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. If you drink anything deadly, it won't harm you. Lay hands on the sick. Come on, go and turn the world upside down by the power of God. He also said, don't do anything till you've received power from on high. And we've spoken about that here so many times in Citygate Church. To be hungry for the person of the Holy Spirit to empower our lives and to equip us to be world changers. But the very last thing he said, I believe he settled it once and for all. He said, go and move in the power of Almighty God. We can turn to the book of Acts. There's a whole, a whole passage there about how a lame man was healed. Again, in Acts chapter 3, the lame man leaps and walks and praises God. And he'd been crippled in his feet all his life, I think. And in Acts chapter 5, there was mass healing and deliverance. In Acts chapter 6, there was Stephen who was just asked to help out to distribute food. We got a food bank here. That's that's what was happening there in Acts chapter 5 and Acts chapter 6 rather. And it says, as Stephen gave out the food, many signs and breakthroughs happened through the hands of Stephen as he gave food out to people. He was healing the sick at the same time. Acts chapter 8, we find our whole city rejoiced because of all the healings and the mighty power of God that was released um, at that time. And it was so much so that there was this guy called Simon who wanted to buy the power of God off the lives of the believers. He said, I'll give you some money for this. I want this power to go and do what you're doing. It was so evident in the city at that time. Acts chapter 9, Aeneas was healed after being eight years in bed. Acts chapter 9, again, we find somebody raised from the dead. Acts chapter 14, it says many signs and uh, wonders were done by the believers. Again, Acts chapter 14, a cripple leaps up, runs around for the first time. Acts chapter 16, there was somebody possessed by a demonic spirit under the influence of, of an incredible demonic spirit, actually, if you go into what that was all about. And the apostle Paul got really annoyed at it. And he turned around and he said, I've had enough of this, come out. And it was the start of the, of the church there at Philippi, which was his church that began through a deliverance situation of, somebody set, of a person being set free from an evil spirit. Acts chapter 19, unusual miracles were done Uh, through Paul. They put handkerchiefs. I mean, I've got a handkerchief here. I bring one every Sunday because who knows what might happen. But there we go, a handkerchief. And a handkerchief was just, you know, just been on the apostle Paul's life, just in his pocket. And they took the handkerchiefs and they put them on sick people and they were healed even without Paul being there. I mean, come on, this is amazing. This is the heart of our God. There was another time when just the shadow of Peter was healing people down the street. Absolutely amazing. Acts chapter 19 again. There's somebody else who had heard people say in the name of Jesus and then wanted to cast out evil spirits. So he thought, I'd give it a go. And he said, in the name of Jesus, who Paul's told me about, who I've heard from Paul. And these evil spirits said, well, we know Jesus and we know Paul, but who on earth are you? And it all went very wrong. But can you see that people were hungry for the power of God? Because they'd seen the power of God at work. In their city, in their town, in their family, people were coming in the thousands to receive from the power of Almighty God. We have a God of of signs and wonders, a God of power in the world today. Acts chapter 20, again, somebody else was raised from the dead. I could go through so many examples in the Bible because it is normal for God to do a miracle. It's normal. It's what God does. God is a supernatural God, and so God wants to do supernatural things. I think it's very sad if we just restrict our experience with God just down to the things that are are ordinary in life, that God only does things through ordinary avenues and through ordinary ways of doing things. Now, it's really good to give God the glory when things go right for you, And when things even, you know, just happen in your life in the favor of God. But I'm believing God for supernatural intervention. Something which is undeniably supernatural because the Holy Spirit is a supernatural Holy Spirit. And and our Heavenly Father is the Father of all creation. And He's a supernatural God. The Bible says, for God is spirit. He's spirit. So again, I want to increase our expectation today to expect to not just receive, but to work in the realm of the supernatural power of Almighty God. The Bible speaks about signs. A sign is something which will cause you to focus on a destination or a point that God wants us to see. You know, signs are great and it's really fantastic to see a sign, but the sign is not the point. The point is, what is the sign actually directing us to, and of course, signs in the Bible, whether it's healing or deliverance or provision, all are there to cause us to look towards God. It's really important that we understand this, that absolutely God wants to set captives free. But if that's all that happens, I've received my healing and I just you know, head on in life, then the sign has not functioned very well the sign of the healing should be, well, absolutely, God is a God of love and compassion and he set somebody free. But the plan of God is then that that is a sign towards salvation, towards the person of Jesus Christ. That's the point of a sign. There's healing. The Bible talks about God works um, uh, miracles. That is an instantaneous intervention of the supernatural power of God. I've seen some incredible things by the power of God that, you know, some things have just been healings where somebody, absolutely, it's supernatural, but it's a recovery. Perhaps it's, it's over a day or two days or three days or a week or even a year, and it's still the move of God, it's still the power of God, but it's a healing. It is, a, you know, a person has recovered and we give all the glory to God for that. But there are times when God absolutely breaks through and does something which is not a healing, it's a breakthrough. Somebody was blind and they see. That's not a healing, that is a work of power that is instantaneous and it's undeniable that it's, in, it's only worked by a God who can do the impossible. Um, I've heard some incredible accounts and I've seen some as well, but one of the most amazing things that I've ever heard Um, somebody only had half a leg on one side and they believed God. They had hands laid on them and they went to the shoe shop to get a pair of shoes with just one foot. And as they sat there, their other leg grew down. I mean, this is beyond our ability to comprehend. As he put his faith to work, somebody had laid hands on him and believed God for him. That's not just a healing. That is a work of power that is undeniable. It is impossible and it is supernatural. I've heard of so many other things. I've seen people incredibly healed. One lady, I was in a healing service And she was sitting in the row just in front of me. I was in the second row, big auditorium, 10,000 people or more. And it was the lady just in front of us and she'd been helped in and she was completely disabled. Um, in so many ways and um, she hadn't eaten for a long time she had eating disorders but also she was completely bound up in herself she couldn't open her hands couldn't open her arms she had to be carried in because she couldn't properly walk so i don't know what disease that was but it was an absolutely crippling disease and she was carried in and she sat there on the front row And as after the teaching of the Word of God, as somebody prayed on the platform for a release of the power of God, this person came undone and was absolutely set free. It was an instantaneous work of the power of God. And we saw her the next day, actually. And even the eating disorder had been completely healed. She'd been healed of that. I don't know if that was just a mentality or something physically. But she went out and she said for the first time in many years, she was hungry and she, and she desired to have a, a proper meal. And she had one the night before. And she was just on a different planet. She was so happy. She'd been set free in her spirit, in her soul, in her physical body, in everything every way that's the power of god at work our god is a god of power in the name of jesus christ so many times i've seen people healed i've had the honor and the the um a privilege of, of being able to lay hands on so many people and sometimes you see something gradually take place. Sometimes you've got to stand and fight for the healing. But other times I can remember I laid hands on a 14-year-old boy in another nation and he was blind from birth in one eye. And as we laid hands on him and we took our hand away, God had given him sight in that blind eye instantaneously. We serve a God of power. And it's our commission from Almighty God to go into all the world and to see the God of power glorified in the earth through answered prayer as we preach the gospel of love, as we love people, as we, as we bring the good news of the gospel that God will set the um, captives free. Absolutely amazing. So how are we going to do this? Well, the first thing is let's do this. Let's make a quality decision to be people who are empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out and turn the world upside down. So just four things I think I have here today very quickly. And the first one is this, God works with his word, the Bible. Hardly a Sunday goes by and I don't talk about the Bible is the written word of God God works with his word. If we were to turn to the end of Mark, where it says in verse um, in uh, chapter 16, at the very end, it says, so then after the Lord had spoken to them about go and heal, deliver, preach the gospel, uh, you know, all of that. After he had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and he sat down at the right hand of almighty God, the father. And they went out, who went out? Anybody who had heard the word and believed it. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs, amen. There's actually, in that final um, paragraph there, the word them is in italics. It's not there in the original Greek. So let me just um, um, say that again, and I'm going to take out the word them. It says, the Lord working with and confirming the word. See, God works with his word. And if you work with the word of God, God will work with you. But God, is, God will operate on his word. Even the Lord Jesus Christ sent his word and healed people. God creates through his word. God heals through his word. When the Lord was standing on the bow of the boat in that storm and the boat was about to sink and the, all the disciples were panicking, he didn't think about peace be still. He didn't just think, well, I'm the son of God, everything will be okay. He spoke to the wind and the waves and God the Father worked in power because Jesus spoke the word of God. Can I put it like that? So the first thing that we've got to understand, if we're going to be people who move in the power of God, the first thing is let's work with the word of God because God works with his word. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. Up until that point, the Holy Spirit had hovered over the darkness, the Bible says, but nothing was happening until God said, light be and light was. And it gave the Holy Spirit something to work with. Let's be people who give the Holy Spirit something to work with. Let's be people who hear the word of God. Let's be people who receive the word of God. Let's be believers who speak the Word of God, and let's be believers who act upon the Word of God. As we work with God's Word, God will work with His Word and work in incredible power. What's the second thing today? Well, that is we have power in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, His name is the name above every name. We give glory to the name of Jesus. We sing about the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. Anything we ask the Father In the name of Jesus, the Father has said, I will act upon, I will do. It doesn't just mean we add on the name of Jesus like an, an end of a prayer, you know, just like we just, you know, just the way to end a prayer. No, to pray in the name of Jesus or to speak in the name of Jesus is not just saying in Jesus' name at the end of the prayer. It's about being in the identity of the body of Christ being in the identity of the authority of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that when Christ came, everything he did, this is clear from the Bible, clear from the Gospels, it says this, everything he did, he did in the name of the Father. It's clear in the Gospels, that's a direct quote. He did in the name of the Father. Yet you do not read one time where he said this, Arise, take up your bed and walk in the name of the Father. You don't find anywhere that he used that as as an end of a prayer, in the name of the Father. And yet, it says he did all the works of power in the name of the Father. It means to be in the identity, in the authority, in the place of, empowered by, sent by the Father. And if I'm to pray in the name of Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean put it on the end of a prayer. It means I'm going to pray in the authority of Jesus, in the person of Jesus, from the word of Jesus. It's not about me and, and you know our desires, my will, what I want. It's about the will of God, the will of the Father, the will of Jesus Christ and the power of Jesus Christ. When we say be healed... In Jesus' name, it's saying, come on, it's the power of Jesus that is going to do this. And we stand with that name. It is such a powerful name. I want to encourage you to act on the word of God, to speak the word of God. But I want to encourage you to have faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 3, when the man is healed at the the gate... You know, Peter and John say silver and gold we haven't got right now. We go into the temple to pray. Silver and gold we haven't got right now. But what we do have, listen to the language, what we have, we give. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And he immediately, when they got hold of him, it says his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leapt up and he rejoiced and the religious lot got upset. And then Peter says this, it was faith, In the name of Jesus Christ, that gave this man his healing today. What a powerful thing to say. Faith in the name of Jesus Christ. When we speak the name of Jesus, we speak the whole word of God, we speak the plan of God, we speak the kingdom of God, we speak what was achieved on the cross, we speak the authority of God. It's all in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ. It is the name above every name. It's the name above cancer. It's the name above AIDS. It's the name above recession. It's the name above depression. It's the name above family breakup. It's the name above insecurity. It's the name uh, above anxiety and fear. Come on, when we speak the name of Jesus Christ, every knee has got to bow in our circumstances. Oh, again, I'm getting so excited. We've got God's word. And we have the name of Jesus Christ. What's the third thing today? And that is God wants us, if we're going to work signs and incredible power of God through our hands, through our mouths, we need God's word. We need faith in the name of Jesus. But what else do we need? We need faith and boldness. We need faith and boldness. As I said in Acts chapter 3, that which I have, I give. I'd love to spend all day on what I'm just about to say because it's probably quite controversial, but there's nowhere in the New Testament where the Bible tells us to pray for the sick. He says, heal the sick. There's only one place that could be interpreted, that's the end of um, uh, James, when it says they will pray and the Lord will raise them up. And it says the prayer of faith will save the sick. And that word prayer is only used a couple of times in the New Testament. And it doesn't mean to pray like we would normally use the word pray. It means the vow. It means the commitment of faith will heal the sick. You see, the power of God is not just released by asking God to do something. It's released as we step out in faith and in obedience on what God has already said. We have God's word. We have the name of Jesus Christ. But something that happens as the word of God is preached and as God speaks to us is faith rises up on the inside. I believe we've all got to grow in faith. I know I certainly need to grow in faith. The Bible talks about different amounts, different levels small faith, little faith, great faith, much faith, no faith. Faith grows. And even after today, you know, perhaps this has so stirred your life. Wow, I can actually move in the power of God. It's, it's a command of God. God wants me to do this. I can actually move in the power of God. But then our job is to grow our faith. You know, I've said this so many times. All of a sudden, perhaps, I, I can believe God can raise the dead. But I need to start by laying hands on somebody with a headache. Unless God specifically you know, says, I want you to go and do something. But come on, we got to grow our faith. We got to learn how to move in the spirit and to be sensitive to the person of the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you today. We have the word, we have the name of Jesus, we have faith, but let's grow in this. Let's grow in our faith. Let's grow in how we act on the word of almighty God. We can be confident of this as we learn how to impart life to people, as we learn how to lay hands on the sick, as we learn how to cast out demons, as we learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, as we do our part, almighty God will do his part because we have it as a covenant in the blood of Jesus Christ. Finally today, as we close, um, and I was thinking about this and I really pray actually right now, that something happens. And that is this. God wants us to be hungry, hungry for us to work in the power of God, to operate in the power of God, to work the miracles, to be hungry for God to anoint us, to empower us, in order to turn the world upside down. You see, a great response of today's of today's service here, of course, will be well, our God to God of miracles. That's fantastic. That's a great response. But I believe that God, that God desires a greater response. He wants the response that says, Our God is a God of, uh, of incredible power. But God, empower me. I am so hungry to move in the power of God. To have a passion on the inside that says, I'm going to seek God. Perhaps that's an old expression. Perhaps it needs to come back. I'm going to seek the face of God to operate in the power of God. I'm not just going to say after a sermon like this, yes, amen, and come on, let's go do it. No, it's got to go deeper than that. I believe God wants there to be a burning of the fire of God on the inside of us, a fanning into flame, a developing of a passion and a, and a love. I mean, this all comes, you know, how does God heal people? It's because he loves them. He wants to see them set free. It's not just because, you know, a person wants to operate in power. Hey, aren't I great? Look at the power I've got upon my life. No, that's just the wrong attitude. It's because we love people. It's because God loves people. It's because we want to open prison doors and set captives free. But there's this stirring up on the inside that says, you know what, I'm going to seek God for this. Now, it's not seeking God for some special gift because he's already commissioned us to go and work miracles. But I believe in that it's a God, okay, how? You know, Speak to me, empower me. I want to hear this. I want to know it absolutely settled in my heart. I want to receive this great commission. I put my faith into this. God, I'm hungry to operate in your power. This sort of stuff doesn't happen by spending all, all your time just staring at a TV screen. This doesn't happen if you're not reading your Bible. This doesn't happen if you haven't got a, a prayer life that is, that is stirred up and intimate with the Father. This is on the back of they devoted themselves. They continued in prayer and in the bread and wine and in the apostles' teaching and in fellowship. These guys were on fire Christians and as a result, because of the quality of their spiritual life, the world had an explosion of the goodness of God and the power of God. Friend, I want to encourage you today to seek first the kingdom of God, to seek first the power of God, to seek first God's will for your life. I'm hungry for miracles right now. I believe God has put it on our heart over the last few weeks to say, come on, believe me for miracles. I want to encourage you today, friend, to be hungry for the power of God. It's great to say, yes, I believe I receive, and that's our starting point. It's great to say, I have faith in the name of Jesus Christ. That's our starting point. It's great to have the power of the Word of God. That's our starting point. But you know what? Everything happens in God through hunger and through passion and through faith that says, God, come on. I give my life again. I give my life to be anointed. I give my life to be empowered. Lord, show yourself strong. Do you remember that verse that I read earlier about you'll do greater works? Having a passion for the greater works. Receive that personally today a hunger for greater works. And just after he said that, he said, anything you ask the Father in my name, he'll do that the Father can be glorified in the Son and in the operation of the power of God. I'd like to pray right now. Come on, let's, let's agree together. Perhaps you want to respond to this right now. And if you're saying, I'm hungry for the power of God in my life, I'm going to ask you to do something quite strange online right now. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet as though you're here in a service and say, God, I present my, I come to the throne of grace right now. I'm hungry for the power of God. Come on, if you want to specifically respond to this today, why don't you just uh, uh, stand to your feet right now and let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the great commission that says go out and preach and go out and operate in the power of God. And we present ourselves to you today as those who are hungry, hungry, It isn't to just receive the miracles of God in our own lives, but to be those who give the power of God into the world around us. Father, we want to take our mind off of ourselves right now and onto the fact that you've said, go into all the world. Lord, we receive that. We stir up our passion. We stir up our hunger today and we say, come the kingdom of God in power in our lives. The kingdom of heaven is at hand and it's a kingdom of power. Be done the will of God to set captives free around us. Father God, we present ourselves today and we believe we receive this great commission upon our lives and we thank you that you will work with and confirm your word through signs following. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And I couldn't close today without saying this. Come on, in Jesus' name, let's believe God for miracles right now. I believe God confirms His Word. If you got an issue with sickness or with some kind of breakthrough, you need God to work a supernatural um, open door or, or in some way a breakthrough. But it's a supernatural thing. Come on, let's put our faith together right now. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you. You are the God of power. All things are possible to he who believes and we receive it. Right now in Jesus' name, we believe we receive our healing. We believe we receive our breakthrough. We believe we receive our abundance. We believe we receive our family born again. We believe and we receive for you to show yourself strong and we declare it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Friend, if you're online today and you haven't ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to encourage you to do that right now. God loves you. He gave his life for you. He sent his only begotten son. He loves you with a passion and he wants you to know him as your heavenly father. He wants you to come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He's done everything he can to introduce himself to you. I'm so glad you're on the program here today, but I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer after me to say, Jesus, will you impact my life? Will you come into my life? I want to receive you today as my Lord and my Saviour. Why don't you pray this after me? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me, that you've revealed your love through sending your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to give me life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. I receive you today. As my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived, apart from you, and by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. I receive eternal life. Friend, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or perhaps you've just come back to God today, I The Bible says there's a party in heaven right now. There's other things that we'd love to tell you. We'd love to, you know, send you a Bible and I really want to encourage you to find a church near where you are. If you're anywhere near Southeast London, we'd love to see you in person here in Citygate Church. But for everybody today, I'm going to say God bless you. Believe God for the best this week and let's do everything we can to help make other people's lives great. God bless you and I'll see you next week.